0: Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Would you, would you repeat for the outtake, Sean, what you just said?
1: <laughs> said, I've listened to your past shitty calls, Sarah. And- hey,
0: that's not what he said. He's lying. <laughs> you <laughs> Lying to our listeners. Stop lying. And I
1: said, you, you know, you ask questions that make people look stupid. That's all I'm <laughs> saying.
0: <laughs> what Sean eat- said is, I've listened to your podcast, Sarah, and you asked,
1: what was it? What was the word? Hard questions. Just <laughs> ridiculous questions. You don't even ease them into it. You're just like, "Hey, tell me the meaning of the universe," and they're like, "Whoa, what?" That's how we're starting today. Okay. <laughs> so, welcome to this
0: episode of the Being Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm with my friend Sean,
1: cousin, and- lover. We're not sure yet.
0: So <laughs> oh, bad, Ben Orden. Um. <clears throat> That could actually be our start. I was kind of kidding. Um, but what I'd like to start
1: get serious.
0: This is one of those. Oh, that's a great getting serious. Okay. That's a great title. So basically we've been backstage, whatever backstage fucking means on a podcast. It just means we hadn't pushed (laughs) record yet. (laughs) Trying to figure out what the fuck we're talking about today. So we're gonna just roll with it and see what happens. This kids is a um exercise in following the energy. Um, So what I'd love to start with is the bio that Sean sent me (laughs) four four minutes before the podcast was to be recorded. (laughs) It literally says, (laughs) I told him I was going word for word with this. So I've been playing with the access tools for the past 12 years. I'm a CF. I've been working with access full-time for the last two months. And I work on various projects like access consciousness, publishing ACP, and Elugar. Welcome Sean Van Orden.
1: Hey, that's pretty good. I I like it. I I I just, you know, you ask like writing a bio, I can't think of like a worse extracurricular activity to put on my plate, Sarah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and so let's explore that with the um, event of following the energy. Sure. Because what I get is that a lot of us don't like to talk about ourselves right? Like we don't like to tout or,
1: mm.
0: you know, because there's so many like braggy energies, like, Oh, I've accomplished this I've accomplished, accomplished this. And, you know, a society like needs to hear that. And at the same time, we also know that it's like, not what is so relevant about us. So, um, <laughs> and however you want to put this, what are you aware of with like writing your own bio and what the avoidance of that is?
1: I I have like writing has never been my strong point and like articulating things that I want to say. Like the about me section on my website took me like I swear to god, like a month to write, and it's three paragraphs long. (laughs) You know, it's (laughs) like I have some sort of deficiency when it comes to writing a bio, especially of myself. And I don't even like I know what I want to say, but it's a matter of articulating it, and then a perfectionist on top of that. So like <clears throat> you know, trying and I'm not that good at putting words well, I'm not that great at putting words together. Um so I think I I maybe passed with like a D minus in my English class uh all through high school and grade school. So uh writing is just something I don't look forward to. Um so I need a ghostwriter.
0: Okay. Calling Sarah. out we're calling
1: out <laughs> yeah, yeah, I- calling out to anyone listening If anyone would like to write my bio, uh, I'm willing to pay for that. That'd be wonderful. My
0: favorite is how many people are going to actually message you about this. Um, and he is actually serious. So
1: yeah, very if if Sean
0: can be serious, uh... I, you know, I heard that you haven't been as serious as you're supposed to be or being too serious. What's, what's going on Hmm. with serious for you? Sean? Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's really good. Gary said, I'm really serious and I need to work on having a sense of humor and It's something that I do have, but like I've just been kind of thrown into the access world, you know, and perceiving a lot of different things. And for me, I'm really outgoing and I have a good personality when I'm comfortable in the environment that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been really uncomfortable lately and like stretched in ways that I wasn't really like he did. Gary did say as he was bringing me on that we're going to stretch you a little bit. Well, he didn't tell me that everything I would do <laughs> for the next two months would be the most uncomfortable situation he could possibly put me in. And I'm supposed to have a personality all while doing it, you know? So, uh, okay. it's been,
0: <laughs> it's been what, what, what? I the sentence before I cut you off. It's
1: Sorry. been, oh my God, I've been stretched in ways that I never thought possible. And I keep coming back for more of it. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun, but it's, it's definitely been a really uncomfortable last couple months, I would say. Yeah.
0: So your new nickname is Gumby. <clears throat> I just want you to know, I'm going to forever see you as the green guy. Why I is start. it Gumby? I, Cause Gumby gets stretched. He's a stretching. That's what oh. he does. That's his whole thing. Um, okay. But I love that. I actually love that topic because how many of us avoid choosing things that will stretch us and make us really uncomfortable.
1: And, how many?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. sorry. No, it's okay. It's your, it's your show, Sean. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I'll just take it over. Yeah, I was going to say how many of us think that ease, the ease, joy and glory, the ease aspect of that means it should be easy and comfortable and we don't have to be uncomfortable. I think that's been misidentified and misapplied a lot because ease definitely doesn't mean it should be easy. You should be uncomfortable and you should be trying new things, you know? So, and that is something I have been avoiding and defending like the plague until I got here. So, uh, it's really forced me to be in that position.
0: I love that. And and I just realized that for our listeners, um, when Sean talks about Gary, he's talking about Gary Douglas, the founder of access consciousness, (laughs) where a lot of our, most all of our episodes derive from, um, talking to people who are using these tools in their life. Um, so I love that you said that, like a lot of us misidentify ease as it's going to be easy. And what I always say is like ease is something we have to choose, you know, like whatever's in, in front of us, we can choose to have the ease with the uncomfortable. Um, so can you talk a little bit about like why you haven't given up thrown in the towel, you know, taking your marbles and going home? Like what does the demand look like for you?
1: That's a really good question and i've I've had some really like fall apart moments as I've gone through this um like at sop, for example, I do this presentation that no one could receive. and I looked at that as like I did something, you know, really bad and it was like this it was not a good presentation, but, And we could also segue on this topic too, about following the energy, which is something that you talked about where I was trying to be very linear and like put my presentation into this little box and know exactly what I was going to say. And I wasn't following the energy of what the audience was able to receive. And I made myself really wrong because they weren't able to receive what I was trying to tell them. And it was this really big thing that I had to go through and uh, Dane helped me a lot through it. But Like being in these uncomfortable situations, I've fallen apart, you know, but I do know that as you stretch and as you grow from these different experiences, like coming out the other side of that, like I am so much more comfortable in those uncomfortable situations and being willing to fall apart and ask for help it's been such a gift. Uh, and like you shed layers of yourself as you do that. And, you know, you become part of what you've been asking for, which for me is the willingness to be something greater and to choose that regardless of what it looks like. Right. And how uncomfortable that gets and how much you fall apart. So that's been really cool to kind of go through this and it's okay. Like if you were to let yourself, you know, like the feelings that you're feeling, as we talked about those, like in the feelings calls, right? Those shouldn't be dictating the choices that you make and what you go after, because again, you'll always go for what feels most comfortable. So, yeah. don't let the feelings guide you in your choices. That's definitely not where where I want to live from.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you did a great job articulating right there, Sean. I just want to give you hey, a gold star. You. That was really good. Also, what I'd love to do is acknowledge <clears throat> that presentation that you spoke to because. Um, here, here's the tools in real time. So Sean's like, I did a bad presentation and yet what got created from that was even when you don't follow the energy, even when you fall on your face, there's possibilities that still arise. And I was on that class. I saw that happen and I saw what Dane and Shannon then kind of came in and had your back and created, and had you, had you not created it that way, that might not have happened and where it went was part of what you chose. And. So the acknowledgement is actually there that there is no wrong or bad. There's just whatever you want to make of whatever you got messy. Like one of the things that I say in my business and in my life is like, let it get messy because when it gets messy is when all the pieces are up in the air, the chaos is there and you're like, okay, cool. What can I receive from this? And so, um, I I think our listeners could maybe, uh, learn or learn. That's a dumb word. I don't want to use that word. I'm going to take that back. Um, What could we gift them today as an, um, as an awareness and maybe a tool that you've been using that helps you in those messy times and allowing it to get messy, because one thing that's in my, that's maybe that's what I'm trying to avoid saying is Gary Douglas said one time (laughs) at an abuse class, actually, um, he said, but did you die? So a person Mm. had their whole story. And like you said, all the feelings that were making up their story that they were carrying with them everywhere and bouncing every choice off of. And he asked that one question and there was a huge line at the mic of everybody wanting to go through like the intensity of their story. And Gary asked this person, but did you die? And as soon as they sat there and actually acknowledged, like, no, actually I didn't. And I'm greater than whatever I've gone through. Everybody went and sat down. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen in a (laughs) class. Everybody's like, oh, wait a minute, but I didn't die. (laughs) You know? And they're like, all right. Cool. So I'm wondering, like, um, is there a question you're asking or like, is there a demand you can speak to? Like what, what else is there about like allowing it to be messy?
1: I, for me personally, like, like screwing something up like that in front of a big group of people is probably my biggest fear. And it's held me back from, being a facilitator and doing CF, like doing foundations and doing classes and jumping on lives and talking about a topic is that fear of like totally fucking it up. And then, you know, what is everyone going to think about what I just did? You know, and I was, I was scared to death of that at SOP. And for me personally, I thought, Shannon was being really rude by going up there. And I didn't even see the fact that she was helping and contributing to the conversation, (laughs) you know? So that that's one thing I've learned by being here is people do have your back, Um, you know, and they not like, people aren't sitting there judging you and you can fuck things up. And like people like your, your people and your friends will be there to like pick you right back up and like encourage you to continue to go on. Um, so for me, that's been a huge lesson because I've been avoiding it and avoiding my greatness by being scared of what other people are going to think. Cause I screw something up, but yet every person, you know, Dane didn't just hop up on stage and be as incredible as he is at facilitating. Like he had to fall on his face. I'm sure a thousand times to get to where he is today. So if you can get past that barrier of being scared of failing and failing in front of others and be comfortable with that and still have a personality while you do that and find the humor in it. Oh my God, your whole life changes there. And that's what my ask and what I'm looking for.
0: There's so many nuggets in what you just said. Oh my Um, God, I
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) You were saying them too. I'm like, Oh, that one, that one, that one.
0: Well, the one piece about like um, Shannon, like somebody could be there and Shannon, we're talking about Shannon O'Hara, Dr. Dane here, SOP stands for Symphony of Possibilities, um, a class that uh, brings in a very large, large audience. So um, here's Sean about to give a presentation about um, Elugar, maybe we'll touch on what Elugar is too, Mm. Um, in front of all these people. And as it's kind of starting to go flat, uh, Shannon comes up, Dane comes up um, and kind of starts to tie it with a bow and do a different possibility, and everybody started to really lean in. But it's so easy when you're in that situation and your fear is like actualizing in front of your face, right? To use judgment in order to maintain the fear is real. So to go, Shannon's being really rude is the way that we would maintain the judgment that the fear was real. because otherwise, if you were like, oh my, like, oh my gosh, you know, she's she's coming up to have my back, you would have to look at the fact that, like, that thing that you were so f- afraid of isn't true because people would have your back if, if you had a different point of view. I don't know if any of that made sense. But- totally.
1: No, you nailed cool. it. That was cool. perfect.
0: Um, and then there was another part that you said there at the end, as far as, oh, just fear, fear in general, um, in access, we talk about that as a distractor implant. And that fear isn't actually real. It's held together by these points of view and these judgments that we've made of what's possible. And so you said earlier that you were avoiding your greatness and how fear is part of that, that construct of avoiding your greatness. So do you want to explore a little bit about what you've learned about fear and even judgment?
1: That it's not real, right? Mm -hmm. The fear, like what happened after that? Like nobody said anything to me, like, and just to put it in perspective, like this was in front of 250 people, right? Live, not including the people that were on the you know on the on joining via the web so it was like it was being recorded and as I'm going up there your brother's like why didn't you tell me you were doing this and he's like yelling at me so I'm like going up on stage and I'm terrified even before I I was already nervous and then he made me even more but it was he wasn't like he was just like hey dude you need to communicate that with me and I was taking all of these things out of context um And I went straight home. Like I went off stage and I went right to my right to my uh my Airbnb. Cause I had another presentation to do right after that. And I was like, I've got to fix a bunch of stuff. Um, but and what was your question? I'm sorry, I had like a point to where I was going. That's
0: cool. This is an ADHD adventure because I too forget things all the time. Um, it was <laughs> no. more about like like dispelling the lies of the fear that we think we have to function from. Oh and- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And So after that had all happened, like I was really worried about what other people would think and like, um, you know, people like laughing at me and thinking how ridiculous it was. And it like it, it turned out to be one of the most like Dane was telling me the other day is like, I want to take it. I think we're just going to make it like pre listening for people about Elugar because what came from that conversation was so beautiful. And I had so many people come up to me the next day. Where were you yesterday? We wanted to buy some, like we sold more bonds and we had more people investing in casitas and asking me about it and talking to me like than I've ever had before um, at any event that I'd gone to. And, you know, this is in front of an audience that like we were in Croatia, it's form your communism. Like they can't receive a conversation about money to save their life. And Dane was able to take that and Shannon and with me having the courage to go there in front of them, we created a really cool experience. And because of my points of view that I had about how bad screwing up would be and what that would mean and people laughing, like I couldn't even see the beauty that was created out of that. So it's hindsight now looking at that, uh, just how cool it was and how much i grew from that experience my worst fears coming true and going through it anyways and then coming out the other end and being like that's it like that was awesome and now i can get in front of stages and i have no problem talking to people you know so like face your fears and go after them and <clears throat> it's okay to fall apart on the back end like i i had to lock myself in my room all day and i, <laughs> I didn't go to lunch i just like you know, fell apart in my room. But at the end of the day, I came back and it was like the whole weight of the world was gone. And I had so much more possibilities to choose from after facing it.
0: That is an incredible message. And I know, like, um, I love that you said walking through it because so many of us, like when you hear, you know, you'll see it on a sticker or like a poster that says face your fear. And like a lot of us like turn face it and go uh, about face and go the
1: other way. <laughs> no way. No, thanks.
0: <laughs> you know? Um, but so many of the things with the access tools, the things that we hold in place with, with this, this energy, I'll call it that we've called fear. Um, in access, we talk mm. about fear is actually excitement, um, uh, misidentified, So you're actually really excited to go into the unknown and go towards the things that you don't right now, no, we're totally possible, but leap in that way. And that we've been so implanted to believe that that excitement is actually not valuable. So we call it fear and then, you know, must stay safe and stay back. And so walking through that and, and also the, the point that you made about being willing to fall apart or being like allowing yourself that if, if required, um, is really cool because I think that that's where we bring in the allowance, the allowance for us. Mm-hmm. And the allowance for whatever it is, and the beauty, like you said, that can come and be the beautiful energy underneath anything. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, and what's underneath it. And also, what you said about the distractor implants like, that's why fear is a distractor because it's so close to excitement, right? Like, yeah. it's there to distract you from choosing something greater, and because yeah. it's so scary to face. So, yeah, great way to tie in the distractor implants. Hey, there. yeah, nice <laughs> job.
0: Um, shout out to the foundation class and access consciousness. It's one of the core classes, and you get the information about the distractor implants. And there's a whole bunch of them. Um, but like,
1: what are they? Sarah? Of, what are oh, they? Good
0: lord! Oh, good lord! I'll give you anger, rage, I, fury, hate, relationship, love, sex, peace, business,
1: doubt, uh, fear, relationship,
0: doubt. I did not say doubt. Um, yes. Fear relationship. Yeah. All those, but basically what it is like, your whole life
1: is a distractor implant for those listening
0: (laughs) existing (laughs) is just being distracted. (laughs) Um, but one of the great one fear is one. And then another great one is anger. Um, Mm. because if you allow yourself to go into, I am angry, you got to like, look at this for yourself the next time you feel yourself getting angry, you are looking for the source of what created the anger. Instead of what's asking the question about what's really going on and what are you aware of? So you're trying to put out the fire often of anger or avoid the thing called fear. And you'll start to make a whole, create a whole reality of choices based on the avoidance of that thing or the putting out the fire. And you're putting out the fire with like, say, you know, your neighbor, if you will, this in my analogy, you're pissed off your neighbor and you're focusing on the fire, but behind you, like your house is crumbling. And you're not able to see what's actually going on in the foundation of in the house. That's your life, by the way, that's the analogy here, your life, <laughs> the foundation of your life, your house, if you will, in my analogy, um, is crumbling or, or, you know, there's something that needs to be addressed there, but you're so focused on this energy of anger and addressing that rather than what's really going on. And so that's why they, they call them the distractor implants. Cause they're actually something to distract you from what's real and true for you. Um, and like fear is one, like I remember I have I have I have a number of children and one of them was about to get on a we were on the line for a roller coaster at a theme park, and um one of them was like, I'm just gonna stand in line with you until you get to the front and then I'm gonna not get on the ride. And I was she, I was like, why? And she's like, I'm I'm scared. I'm like fear. And I was like, Okay, are you are you scared? Are you excited? And kids are so funny because they're so willing to just change something. And they're like, She goes, Oh my god, I'm excited. And then she ended up getting on um, the ride and ended up being like a total Nazi about rides, like had to have like obsessive about getting on all the upside down rides afterwards, because that's actually, what was real and true for her. So there you go. A few analogies and, and possibilities with distraction implants. You're welcome.
1: Well, we'll also tie in anger is also closely aligned with what <laughs> is this a quiz? Ooh. Oh, the interviewee becomes the interviewer. Okay. I Like to potency, remember? So just like fear is with excitement, anger is also oftentimes misidentified, misapplied as being extremely potent. And you, rather than going to the potency you'll go into the anger and make yourself wrong for going there. So these distractor implants can get you in a number of different ways.
0: I wonder too, if we could talk a little bit about what potency is because people like there's power and there's potency and what I love about potency is it's, it's your capacity to change something. So if you're trying to like, yeah, put out the fire or you're trying to, like if someone else is angry, angry at you, or like what you said, if you're getting angry and then you go into the wrongness of you, you won't even see the change that you could have created with all the energy rising in your world. And that doesn't mean exploding it on someone. It could be a feathers touch of possibility or something you whisper into the world that changes something with your potency. And so I love that you tied that one in. Any other ones you want to tie in today?
1: Yeah. Well, with anger, like anger is all about controlling, right? Control over rather than the possibilities that you get with the potency. So anytime you're going to anger asses, this anger potency, and then go to the question of it rather than to the conclusion of I'm angry and here's why, and this is all that's possible. Right. So, um, yeah, going in that direction with it too. And being as potent as you are and knowing that you do have the capacity to change things in ways that you you can't necessarily do by control, right? A lot of times they look very, like it's not something you could just formulate and control it into exactly the way you want it. Oftentimes it shows up way different than you ever expected it, but you didn't try to control it. You were just the potency and the possibility in asking the question.
0: Yeah. And making the demand uh, that something changes.
1: Yes. And not um, trying to control how it changes or what changes.
0: Yeah. Ooh, hey. Hey, look at us. It's like we know some shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um the other the other thing I wanted to point to that I think we just kind of grazed upon was um a really cool question that when you're in one of those situations, like Sean, if you're like dying in front of a public audience.
1: My worst fear on the whole planet, by the way, came Uh, to life.
0: (laughs) But, you know, if you're in that fall apart, messy part of change, um, you can ask, what is the beautiful energy underneath this? It's a really, you know, or what is the gift in this that I have yet to acknowledge? Um, because then you start to kind of point yourself in a direction of possibilities rather than trying to fix the problem. And a lot of times fixing the problem is. It's, it's also like hindsight, you know what I mean? Like what I could have done, what I should have done and all of that stuff it's over. Right. So might as well move towards, I mean, might as well is my point of view, but might as well move towards the possibility that got created by whatever you chose rather than looking for all the problems, you know, have to fix because of this one situation that is a game changer in life is like truly seeing every problem as a possibility yet to be undressed.
1: And to find the humor in it, yes, you know, like there was a lot like I look back at that now and I laugh about it. um, but to be in that face of that type of adversity to be like, "Fuck it, like that's hilarious, you know, I'm dying up here, and just to have fun with it, like, and to see the humor in it changes everything,
0: so true it's it's like um having a like what you said, like having your I don't know if we use the word personality. What did we use in the beginning? No oh boy. Well, this is the being you podcast. So what we're going to do is we're <laughs> going to switch it up. We're going to call it like having the being that is you present. Because if you're somebody who like, if you're somebody who can laugh at anything and suddenly you're not laughing, you're not being you. Right. Like that is one of my, like, I always say like a, like a man can tell me I'm sexy, but if he tells me I'm funny, I'm his, like, I am. Way more about like being the funniest person in the room. <laughs> than I am <laughs> trying to be the most beautiful. So, like, so what I know that that's something that is is me when I'm being me. And so if I'm not laughing, I'm not being me. That is like a huge sign. If I am not making a joke or cracking a joke about something or laughing at some stupidity that's there, even if it's my own stupidity, um, then I'm not being me. So you can ask too, when those situations, like if I were truly being me here, what would I choose and what would I be aware
1: of? That is so cool, Sarah.
0: Thanks, Sean. Like
1: those indicators of like where you're not being, you are so helpful because you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, you, I find myself in situations where all of a sudden I'm very serious. Consciousness is serious stuff, you know, and like your ability to follow the energy and expand and just like have a good time with it goes out the window and, all of a sudden it's like, I don't even, I can't even communicate anything anymore, you know? Yes. So that's a really good point. You're not being you when you're being serious.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And even like cool. D- Dane's talked on a couple of things this week about like being with family during the holidays, you know, and how many of us go into those, I'm just all over the place with this podcast episode. <laughs> Cause I got permission from my guest, <laughs> hey. but, um, but even like we have the holidays upon us, if you're listening to this in June, this is not when it was recorded um but uh you know you, we have these roles that we play or that we played in our families right like you're the serious one or you're the responsible one or you're the whatever that is um mm-hmm. and then you, you it's so easy to just slip back into the role because a lot of the family dynamics haven't changed if those people are still trying to avoid change and you've changed so much but then you go in there you're like oh i i have my lines you know like it's a it's a family play and i have my lines and i have to deliver my lines in the way that i always have and that that tool and that question of like, if I were truly being me here, what would I choose is a great one to use, um, in those types of situations. Cause it's so easy to just react to, you know, the, the crazy, the drunk uncle and react to, you know, the controlling mother-in-law, you know, in a way that you always have. <laughs> but though in those instances, often you're not being you. So what else? Awesome. What, we are one of the plans that we had was just to get on and talk shit for like thirty minutes. Is there yeah. any shit talking you want to do before we close?
1: Uh, well, I'm way better than you. Um, yes. yes. Yeah, I think we established that before the call. Well, w-
0: yeah, we did, and then I remember reminded you of everything's opposite appears to be nothing's <laughs> <means> the opposite
1: it <laughs> appears to be. <laughs> but nothing is also the opposite of what appears to be. So I think I trump you on the latter. Part and of our also. State
0: people only accuse you anyways um yeah you can be you can be using
1: the tools as a weapon as yes. usual sarah that's wonderful
0: it's totally my game um <laughs> absolutely uh yeah so we're gonna wrap up with sean's better than sarah you guys can put in the comments thank well, you agree. hang
1: on one last thing uh just about elugar since, since you're we not gonna, gonna let me it. talk about it <clears throat> sarah apparently doesn't like elugar so She coaxed me into this conversation. The message I got was, hey, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about Elugar? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then right before I get on, she's like, well, we're not going to talk about that, really. We may mention it. So you tricked me. Manipulation, that's another tool you should all learn. Listen,
0: listen, (laughs) listen. Okay. I love Elugar. We're just going to, we're going to fact check this right now. Okay. I'm very grateful for for Elugar. And also... (laughs) And also, um, I didn't want to traumatize you again, Sean, for having to do a presentation.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Bringing up old shit, Sarah.
0: Um, no, but definitely let's, let's, let's chat about Elugar. I would love to include that here.
1: Well, uh, you know, just like a quick thing. Um, we, and this, yeah. So we have, uh, some investment opportunities in Elugar. like one of the, one of the Big challenges we've had there is trying to create what I would call a non reality reality, but using this reality to do that. Like, for example, we need banks and we need engineers and we need pieces of this reality to create what we're trying to create with Helugar. that have a really hard time understanding what we're doing. <clears throat> like, for example, can you, can
0: you Sean, because yeah. our list, like we're on Apple and Spotify, and, and there are a lot of people who listen that don't know what elugar is so
1: can you give us just a little synopsis a little synopsis so elugar is a project that we're working on in costa rica um and it's a resort that is about an hour and a half from san jose and it's just like the land that gary and dane and simone chose to build this on like it's a very nurturing and caring place and we're doing a lot of cool stuff there uh and you know, we're building these casitas uh, there. So, I mean, one of the things I was most impressed with when I went there uh, just recently was like the scale. Like I thought we were going to have some casitas and we'd have like a venue that we would go to. This is like a full on, it will be one of the nicest resorts in all of Costa Rica. Um, And the way that we're building it, like with the land is, I think in a set of precedent going forward for how resorts are done. Um, typically when you build a resort, you dig up all the earth, all the uh, topsoil, you seal it all with concrete, you know, all the foundations for all the buildings are done in concrete, the casitas they wanted us to do in concrete. They literally wanted to take two to three meters of soil off the entire resort, which is, I think what we're building on is about 60 acres and, and so that we could put concrete in and destroy the habitat and chop down the trees and make it into how this reality builds resorts. And because we weren't willing to do that, because Gary has a totally different way of looking at how this should be built and working with the land, not, you know, and placing the casitas uh, and all the different aspects of the resort, like the venue, Like, we really tried to build it with the land. We didn't dig up any topsoil to do it. We didn't pour any concrete. So all these really cool aspects of what we're doing there. Um, The banks couldn't understand it. Like, they're like, how does it look already like you could come here and live here and you're still under construction? This place should look like a war zone right now. And so what they've done is they've slowly choked off the funding that they promised us and it's gotten more difficult to get the project done. And this is something that like the whole world requires and desires and needs as a project like this. Um, so we do. Is that enough backstory on that, Sarah? Should I give some more?
0: I think that's great. I mean, unless you've got something else popping <clears throat> in your awareness, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah I mean, so we i, I would hear what what i will add is um uh gary douglas and dr dane here the um co-creators of access consciousness um chose this land because the land well the land chose them and they held on to the land for quite some time before they did any sort of building and when they chose to to start to build on the land and plan for the land the the gift that they chose to be with the land is to create something that's never been created before honoring, honoring the earth, honoring the planet, honoring, and also asking, like you said, for like, what would it be like to create something so different that it sets a new precedence for how we treat the earth. And so if you're listening to this and even just that sparks, please click the link wherever it is in the show notes to go check out Elogar. Even if you just want to add your energy, um, Sean's going to continue on. I just, I wanted to highlight that because, um, so there's so much that's being built that looks like it's creating a greater future because it's a high rise and lots of people are going to have jobs or something, but without the consideration of the earth. So
1: oh, continue that's on. Such my a good friend. point. Yeah, like building it with, like you go there and the way that they place the casitas, like they posit, like they're all angled differently so that the breeze blows through them there'll be 170 casitas on here and they drilled these pylons into the ground that these light steel frame constructions are are on. And then they put the casitas on those pylons. So even to build the casitas, we didn't have to rip up any of the earth. So there's some really cool stuff going on there from a the construction side of things um that will definitely become recognized and as a way of like how to work with the earth when you're creating these projects rather than destroying it to get what we think we should have so we'll we'll include a link there and I think that kind of sums up like just getting the awareness out of the project was really my target at the end here Sarah Um, but go visit it take a look at it We do have opportunities for investment there with our loan bonds. You can buy into the resort from a, you know, and invest in preferred shares and you get a casita. Um, And if you have questions, you can reach out to Sarah about that.
0: Or you can send an email to Elugar, whatever that website is. No, Sarah will
1: be our mediator and she'll handle all communication.
0: Sarah's not good at checking emails. So I would definitely reach out to Sean. (laughs) <laughs> or the, or if you Sarah actually, has a
1: team to read her emails for her. She'll be just fine.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know where to go. Okay, so if you go to hmm. l-lugard.com I think is what it is, right? Yeah. Um. Yep. There, I'm E-L- sure there's dash- a contact form. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there will be. There's plenty of information yeah. there and you can uh, check out the project. But just creating awareness was what we wanted to do at yeah. the end here because it's really cool. Yeah. Um, what we're doing there.
0: And I, and I'd love to invite anybody who's listening to this that, you know, might not be time for you to invest, but if you know anybody who's looking for something like that, or just really loves, um, contributing in places that are, are creating a sustainable living earth, like please forward it on. And you can forward this ridiculous podcast episode. That was so much fun to create with you, Sean as well, if you'd like, but so Sean, you're not getting away this easy because,
1: oh boy, the final question,
0: the final question I (laughs) want to, as he pulls up his answer on his laptop,
1: (laughs) word (laughs) for word,
0: (laughs) exactly. Uh, so the show is called the power (laughs) of being you. If you were to write the show's description about what the power of being you is, what would you say
1: today? That's a really good, so I'm practicing following the energy. Uh, So I didn't write down a big script, Um, although I was tempted to do that. But what I would say is if you are living your life from everyone else's points of view, like you're making choices based on your family's point of view or based on anyone anyone else's point of view that has told you this is the right way to do things and you're wrong, Really start to look at that because your life has a really hard time working the way that you know is possible if you're nowhere in the computation of creating it. Meaning you're not choosing for you, you're choosing based on what everyone else thinks you should be choosing. So if you could really start to look at that, I think that would change a lot. And that's what I would put as part of the bio for this show is start looking at what's real and true for you and stop worrying about what everyone else thinks you should choose and choose that.
0: I love that. And what I'll add on to the end of that is that most people who are projecting at you, what you should choose are only parroting what was done to them and they don't actually have access to what they, what they would choose. And it's like an interesting tradition that is just handed down generation after generation. You know, my mom told me this, so I'm telling you this, you know, and vice versa. And so it's very, um, it's an interesting ride, but when you start to ask questions and like the one Sean offered you here, which is like, what's true for me that I've never acknowledged. You could start to create a magical, powerful life. So thank you, Sean. Um, and we'll see everybody. See you next time. And another episode of the power (laughs) of being you. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you, or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?